Welcome back, listeners, to another production of Go Be Wyoming. On this episode, we are covering energy and agriculture um, news. This is brought to you by Land Resources USA, uh, experienced landmen here based in Sheridan, Wyoming. Call Dennis Feitman at the office number 307-675-1278. Zach, we've got some cool stuff. Um, It's actually not very political. It's just kind of the landscape of where things are going so it's it's uh we've got some some interesting stuff and hopefully it's uh informative yeah i'll cover this one zach um so nipa you know a lot of stuff's going on at the federal level um i think that's a pretty uh, obvious statement to make mm-hmm. um and they're making some decisions in regard to the dakota access pipeline which we all know about um so what's happening is the Navajo Nation is 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 making a voice, um, and then the feds are kind of trying to decide on do they need to continue more studies or not. You know, the Army Corps of Engineers um, uh, they're kind of put in a weird spot. They're kind of like, I mean, we can do more studies and surveys, and um, you know, the courts just kind of continue to move the goalposts a little bit on, on the, on the pipeline and the army engineers. And, and I, I'm not trying to say this in a political way. It's just that that's what's happening is they're kind of, they keep coming back and saying, well, we want this and we want this. And then now you have native American tribes speaking up and saying, you know, we want this and we want that. Um, my two cents is this is kind of the issue with American infrastructure in general. Um, obviously pipelines get hit harder um but this is why like this this pipeline has been going on for 10 years and it's not done and it's just like how can a company survive when they're trying to you know make an investment and you keep you know keep moving the 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 requirements so to speak um yeah one of my takes of this act and i'll kind of get your input here is the uh, the, the Native American tribes kind of stepping in again, um, and they are pretty much asking the federal courts, you know, they're, they are asking them to do more review, to do more overreach. Um, and it's just kind of one of those like, hold on, because you guys probably, you've already made an agreement with this pipeline company. Yeah. You know, you guys have already been paid, you know, that you know, whatever that that's, that's how it works is because you guys are kind of a sovereign nation through those lands is you guys get to dictate those terms, which have been agreed upon. Um, and now they're kind of asking, it's kind of, it's to me, it's just weird. I, and I don't know if it's weird to use that. Cause it's kind of like, are you your own nation or not? Cause now you're asking, you know, the federal government to step in and do more. Um, so anyways, what's your take? Sorry, I kind of went off a little weird tangents there. No, no, it's good. I mean, just the the amount of like bureaucracy and red tape that Native American tribes and their sovereignty is wrapped up in with the feds is just ridiculous. Um, and it, it just gets so much more confusing with different things too. But I mean, I feel like, I feel like they've already, they've had a lot to say about it. I mean, if you'll remember, um, there were huge protests. Um, and I mean, private security brought in to protect the workers, because that's how um, 
you know, intense it was out there working on this. Um, you know, I feel like you can only demand, you know, another environmental impact report so many times. It's like how many, I'm sure they've done several hundreds, maybe thousands um, in this time, you know? Yep. It's like, look, at some point, <laughs> it is what it is. We've told you all that we know, you know, we've got it as safe as we can make it. Um, and I think they, the, the article points out, you know, the, there's been a couple like just very, very minor spills where there hasn't been that much and it hasn't, I don't think it's seeped out of the, into the ground at all. So it's, you know, it's like the, the, the things that have happened have been so, uh, controlled and so, uh, um, yep minor concealed yeah minor it just it's it really is not that big of an, an, an impact um so yeah well and to, to bring up you brought out those protests what was funny that the mainstream media uh, maybe it's not funny but you know they brought up like yes you know it, it it's a big project it's going through a lot of native american land but like i just said what was not being talked about was those tribes had made the deal yeah. and the company tried making that known like, Hey, we already negotiated. We've already came to like, we've been here for two or three years. And then all of a sudden, which, you know, you look at today and it's like, this is what the media does is, you know, they spin it to what they want. And that's what I'm talking about is like, what, how's a company supposed to operate when you just keep changing the goalposts, you know, you keep changing the rules of the game. Um, and then uh, last thing I'll say is, is we've talked about this before. I just hate that it's a federal court in D.C. making these decisions. And I think it's a, a major overreach. And I think um, it's interesting to see at a federal level that there are federal judges that it's like, dude, look at the law. What does the law say? That's the rule. Like, you don't just get to make your opinion, yeah. which I think the whole country is having an argument about how these courts operate but it's like that's yeah. how it's supposed to work if we yeah. want to change a law then you got to go to congress and change law anyways but yeah. fascinating thing i'm curious to see like are they going to kill this pipeline like it you know it's one of those things where it's like and i think people don't realize it's coming from canada and the native american groups in canada love it because they've gotten paid they play ball and yep. so anyways and then like don't even get us talking about the Navajo nation that owns coal company. So it's kind of like, what, what's the difference here anyways, but, yep. um, so in positive news, you know, I'm obviously in the oil and gas industry. Um, <laughs> the mainstream media and I, and Zach, I'll be completely candid with you because I've kind of been researching it. Right. There are some people on the right that are like, this is like, the Al Gore, you know, when he, when people are like Al Gore beat Bush and I'm looking into it and I'm like, yeah, it's a little different. Like there's a lot more States up in the air in regards to how many States were, were quote unquote recounting. Um, so it's a little different than, than Bush just coming out and winning Florida and then he wins the election. Right. So right. I, I, I think Biden will win unless for some reason Trump's, campaign can really prove major fraud um which uh uh biden's got a great legal team that i was reading which he's had for over a year which 
I could get in the loop of like, why do you have a good legal team then? <laughs> so, but it, regardless, it's so anyways, there is hope and there's optim, optimism in the oil and gas industry in regards to look, even if he is the president, um, he's got a lot to work through. Obviously, uh, the house is pretty 50, 50. He doesn't have a super majority. Um, and then the Republicans, I believe will hold the Senate. I think they will. Um, so, you know, he can do a lot of things executively, but, um, you know, like he can get back into the Paris climate agreement. That's fine. Whatever. Um, but, uh, anyways, there was a great article in op-ed about, you know, we still will need energy, especially when we open up, right? There was good news from, from Fisser that the vaccine's probably going to be out here in the next month. Yep. So we're going to be back to normal. So, um, this was written by, I think this was from PAW. Yep. PAW yep. wrote a great op-ed about, look, yeah, he's going to try and do some things obviously that he has to do to keep his, his party in line. But, um, you know, at some point when we get back to open up, you know, and, and things are quote unquote back to normal, you know, oil and gas will come back, you know, we're going to need natural gas. Um, so anyways, uh, just some positivity there, Zach. Right. It's, it is promising too. Um, I mean, listening to Joe Biden run on the platform of, you know, ending fossil fuels, um, and, and then looking like he was winning Pennsylvania, where there's a lot of that, you, you know, oil and, and gas. Um, it was like, wow, you can now run on the platform of ending fossil fuels and win the presidency. Yeah. Like, that was that was surprising. Um, and so, you know, the, the place we still need to look at is Georgia. I don't know if Georgia's even finished counting their total votes for president, but um in January, they've got the runoff election for the Senate, so that that'll be key to seeing if you know, yep. Republicans control the Senate. Yeah, it's so a lot of stuff still in the air, but it's um, you know we're just trying to stay positive, and you know, yeah, it is what it is. Right, um, Zach. This was one you sent this to me, and um, I had seen this. Uh, it's called the Rail Type Project. It was a uh, wind farm um, that was proposed in Albany County. Um, it was denied by the state land um, commission because it would have been on, I think the project would have been about like 30% on state land or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, this, this is again where if you're upset about it, it's like, well, you got to know who, who these people are in the state land, you know, making these decisions. Um, from what it sounds like to me, I think the people there of Albany County did not want it because of it was going to hurt their value and hurt kind of the scenery, you know, yeah. it, it would have just been covered in wind farms. Um, I also think like the article is trying to make it sound like, Oh, this is how much it would have generated 20 million in the lifetime of the project is not very much. So yeah, again, it's like, no, like 20 million. Yeah. It's a lot of money, but over 50, 60 years, not really like that's right. we're, we're talking chump change. So yeah. Um, We'll see, you know, a lot of wind projects are going in throughout the state, which is fine, but um, kind of interested to see how this continues to play out. Yeah, for sure. Well, and when I first read this, I thought it was talking about the project we talked about last week oh. uh, with the university. And so I was like, wait, I thought they just said they were going through with that. Now they're denying it. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, so I read it a little bit closer, but yeah, again, $20 million over 
of 50 years is not a lot of money. Um, you know, it, it talks about $133 million in taxes for Albany County. But again, let's look at that over the lifetime of the project. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, again, it's not as much as, as we would like, so. Well, and, it, and it's, and it's uh, yeah, and it's all subject, like, where's the money coming from? And, um, you know, I don't think that's all going to the state, you know, because it would have been on some private land, you know, so it's like, there's a lot, like, you can, you can give me the whole picture, but really, it's like, when we get down into it, it's not what it, it appears to be. Yeah. Um, this, 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 well, it's not really that surprising to me. I mean, because he does this all the time. Trump does this all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, so the Federal Energy Regulatory Committee, committee or Commission, sorry, Fed, for yeah. the chairman was uh, Chatterjee. Um, Trump removed him as chairman. And, and I will say the, the reason why he probably did is because he has been pushing the carbon pricing yep. discussion. Um, to me, that's not a surprise. I mean, Trump is going to get you out of that chairman position as right as fast as he can. Um, I went through a little history of, of Chatterjee, though, Zach, and it's kind of super weird that he's pushing for this because he's been super bipartisan. He's been very libertarian in the sense of, you know, him being an energy regulatory commission, he's like, I'm hands yeah. off. Yeah, We're going to make it fair game. Whoever wins, wins, which I'm like, yeah. That's, that's exactly what the Energy Regulatory Commission should be, is just, hey, is it all fair for everyone involved, regardless of what industry you're in? Because, um, yeah, because he's removed regulations on both renewables, solar, wind, and fossil fuels, like natural gas pipeline projects. Um, you know, he, he's, he's tried to loosen the regulations on private homeowners to get solar panels. So it's like he's been very bipartisan. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, recently, he's been really pushing the carbon pricing. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, you, you know, people are upset, you know, Trump's, you know, moved him, but it's like, I would, you know, that, that, yeah. I don't, I'm kind of curious, why was he doing that? Because it, yeah, um, it seems uncharacteristic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, <laughs> but this is why the committee is so, uh, is so cool, I think, because it's rotating, it's rotating board members. And then, you know, say it is Biden, you know, shoot, Biden can move Chatterjee back in, but the, the board is still the same. So it's not like he appointed a new chairman. So right. Um, anyway, so it, it's something to keep an eye on, but it's also something to keep an eye on in regards to Chatterjee. You know, like you said, not very characteristic of him pushing that. Yeah. So <laughs> um, let's leave the ag funds for last. Um, let's see, what do I want to, let's talk about, um, yeah, recently, so the oil and gas commission, um, I think we've talked about this, Zach, but the state commission reset their ruling on how operators can file permits to drill. Um, in short, it's a great rule change. It saved uh, the commission time and money, um, and really, it's worked out really well. If operators were contesting each other, it's worked out spectacular in regards to the operator that actually wants to drill will keep it. Um, yep. 
So um, I think that's as bright brief as we'll keep that. Yeah. Um, this is pretty exciting news. Uh, carbon safe. So the carbon carbon capture out there in Gillette, they're in phase yeah. three, um, which is pretty much they're they've put it in the ground and they're testing it. Um, and then phase four will kind of be like, how do you, how do they commercialize it? Right. Yeah, that was really cool to see too. Um, they've gotten to the point where they've they're able to store uh, CO two in the ground, um, and uh, it's just cool to see that this is working. Um, you know, it's just it just keeps progressing. Every time we hear about it, it's something new, and it's really positive to hear about. So yeah, and and on that same note, the Wyoming Energy Authority, um, they're a state kind of a state agency that. Anyways, energy, obviously, um, we're going, you know, Wyoming is leaning into, you know, carbon capture. We got to think about efficient technologies um, to be more efficient and, you know, quote unquote, clean. Um, and also looking into Wyoming's rare earth mining, you know, Trona and all that stuff. So <laughs> I think that's good news in regards to, you know, we can find other industries and find other ways to make money off the natural resources that our state has. Right. Um, and then last, last thing, oil and gas related. Um, so that Atheon uh, water injection that we talked about a couple episodes ago um, into the Matea um, formation, um, the, the hearing is going to the commission um again here kind of the the what they're just debating is uh atheon is the is the operator they want to get rid of over 180 million barrels of polluted water um they they say they can get about you know a lot of it injected in about one day they're saying about 400 million barrels or sorry 40 million barrels in one day through this well um, which I, to me is like mind boggling. Like that's yeah, so much water, but, um, it'll be interesting. I, I don't foresee the commission allowing this to happen. They've had over a hundred letters sent from the public in disapproval. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. It's just, that's just way too much water, way, way too much polluted water. Um, Yeah, I I agree. That's a <laughs> 180 million barrels. That's a lot. Um, going into the the aquifer beneath Shoshone too. So, yep. um, yeah, I don't see them them siding with with them on this one. Yeah, and I, it's you know, and it's hard for me, right? Because because the company's going to claim like, well, what do we do with this water then? And it's like, well, right. I don't know, but uh, you can't do that. <laughs> so. <Yeah. laughs> um, I, I reached out to a couple service providers and a couple tech people that are working in water. Um, and I'm kind of like, Hey, you guys need to get in touch with these guys. Like, how do we, someone can make money here. Some, somebody can reuse this water. Like yeah. you can't tell me like we're in this position where a company has 180 millions barrels of water. That's going to be polluted. Right. Like we are in 2020 almost 2021 you're telling me we don't we can't reuse some of that water like yeah um anyways but that's yeah 
it's it's a lot. I don't. I just can't see the commission approving that. I just can't. Right. Uh, yeah. But we'll keep an eye on it because that took man. Shoot, we covered that probably in one of our first weeks. So it's been a couple months since. Uh, yeah. The, the first hearing. Um, last thing, ag wise, I think this is great. Um, I'm glad to see the governor is still. Um, trying to use the funds that we have left, you know, I, I think get it to businesses, things like that. Um, so he's opened up what's called, uh, I think, well, now, sorry, two different funds, I should say, Zach, two different funds. Okay. Agriculture fund, um, which he put in 90 million. Um, obviously, agriculture would be ranchers, farmers, um, you know, uh, that they've lost those funds or sorry those applications close on the 18th um and then he's got he's got uh another 24 million available and he calls it they they're calling it the endurance fund um this is for uh related losses and expenses for wyoming businesses um and some non-profits um so if you put that together that's probably a little under a billion or let's see Oh, 100, sorry, it'd be 100 million-ish, you know, dollars. So sure. um, so that's good news. I think that's great. I think um, the website's not saying how much has been applied for or not yet, but. Um, yeah, no, that's good. We're getting those those funds out. So, yeah, you know, we talked about them getting kind of stonewalled a little bit and held up, but. Um, it's good that they're getting out there so yeah and I, I think this is actually great timing because i think he's i think the governor and the government is still trying to see how this spike goes um and maybe we've learned a little bit about we have the funds available and let's see where the spike goes and anyways so right. um well that's it for energy and agriculture news for this week Thank you for listening to another episode of Go Be Wyoming. As a quick update, on November 11th, Wednesday, Governor Gordon is planning on releasing another $15 million um, from the CARES Act Fund. And this is going to help oil and gas operators. It's going to be called the Energy Rebound Program that was being released, and the updates are coming out throughout this week, so we wanted to put that in here since we recorded uh, on Tuesday, November 10th. Um, again, thank you for listening. If you enjoy our show, please like, share, and subscribe. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at GoBWYO. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time.